Howdy. Ready to roll. Let's do it. This is the Drive-In Podcast, episode 48, take one. Bada boom. Welcome to the 48th episode of the Drive In Podcast. On today's episode, we have the Express Checkup with yours truly, Dr. Rowe. We have our review of Disney's Jungle Cruise. Then we have our top billing draft of our most anticipated movies for the rest of 2021. So use the bathroom now, grab your popcorn, and enjoy the 48th episode of the Drive In Podcast. Episode 48 is here. I am joined by Ricky Flix. Uh, Nez is on hiatus for this episode. Flix, how you been, man? Not bad, Dr. O, not bad. Um, as you saw on Twitter, it was my birthday. So thank you uh, thank you for all you reaching out and saying happy birthday to, the, to myself. So thank you. But uh, yeah, just watching movies still, of course. Um, how about yourself, Doc? How you been? I'm doing great. I went to Miami last week, so I missed my first segment in 48 episodes. I was I was mad that I couldn't record it when I was in Miami. I would have had to brought I would have had to bring a my mic, my computer, all that jazz. But you did a great job filling in last week, Flix. My intern, my intern for med student, the Express checkup, right? Yes, the med student. I like that. A little Grey's Anatomy action. How are you, um, Flix? I also I wanted to bring up. I saw a tweet. Guardians of the Galaxy came out seven years ago today. And I have a take about that movie. Is that the most universally liked movie in recent memory? Not just superhero, you're saying. You're saying it's like like people like there's not one person that I think that says, Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't like this movie, right? So like Twitter is so divisive whenever you talk about movies. So if I've learned anything from being on movie Twitter the last year and a half. I would say it's just completely divisive when it comes to that movie. No one has a harsh take on it. I would say. I don't know. I, I listen, are you saying you don't like Guardians of the galaxy? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take a step back <laughs> here. I love that movie. Guardians of the galaxy. Great movie. But if we just take a step back here, we think of divisive Twitter here and just arguments for argument's sake. doesn't have a great villain. Ronan, not great villain. Dance right. off to save yep. the universe. T- to be honest, that's a terrible climax. So right, listen. right. So you're nitpicking. You're nitpicking. I'm talking about well, like, those are pretty big nitpicks. But here. no your climax but, and your villain. What, what I'm saying is, yes, movies have their flaws. Almost every movie you can pick out flaws. That's fine. Superhero movies, especially, but usually superhero movies people are very critical of because they dominate the mainstream media. And that movie, I've never seen someone on Twitter say Guardians of the Galaxy trash. No one has ever said that. So I also was thinking, like, what are some other movies that are just universally liked? Everyone just accepts them. Dark Knight. Dark. Yeah, that, that's like the other one I thought of immediately. But even that one, you get like some of like the uh, you get the contrarians that start saying Dark Knight Rises or Batman Begins is better. Right. Like no one like some people might say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is better than the first one. That's that's a, that's a harsh take. I, like That's something I don't want to be a part of. But that's something I, I actually pose that question a lot to people, even though. I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy one guy, but I would say Dark Knight is on that list. Any other ones pop in your mind? 
Uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street's up there, but people, some even say it's just long. Um, I'm just thinking of classics yeah. now. I'm thinking Shawshank, but then people are saying they've seen it too many times now because it's always on cable. That, 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 yeah, that one's like people have seen it so many times that it's going to have like those takes now. Like, right. People and same with start hating on it. Right. And you can say the same thing with uh, Forrest Gump. Like, right. always, you know, same, same year. But uh, just because it's on all the time, people are going to start not liking it. And Guardians, mm -hmm. it's still a superhero movie. And it's just like a, superhero movies in general are popcorn movies. They're mm -hmm. action movies. So they're always going to be just for enjoyment and entertainment, not necessarily diving into the art of film like a Shawshank or a Forrest Gump would, uh, does. But those will, I think people won't get sick of the of a Guardians movie. Yeah, I I'm agree. Saying. And like maybe they will in like 10 years or something. It's only been seven years. It feels like it's been like 15 years since the first one came out. It does out. feel it like it's been forever. And But like soon enough, we're getting the holiday special. Then we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy 3. James Gunn coming out with Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, excuse me. Right. Review next week. Review next week, Flix. How close oh, are you? Oh, wait, wait. Review next week or the week after? Oh, is it week after? Yeah. Because yeah, okay. we have Green Knight too. Both oh, yeah, films we, are getting insane man, reviews. That's why this so. top billing is going to be so awesome today. It's just like 2021 is shaping. The second half of 2021 is going to be unlike any other movie I think we've ever seen, dude. It like the right. amount, the stack lineup. I know we were trying to organize like what movies are we going to review in certain weeks. We're, we're going to have to do double reviews. There's just so many highly anticipated films that are coming out. Right. And uh, you mentioned the holiday special for Guardians. I don't know if you were going to mention that in the checkup. No, talk. no. Well, they said it's going to be less than an hour, but had, minutes, so, yeah. right. And it's going to have implications on uh, the next Guardians movie. So it's going to be something that you'll have to see. But it's like basically it's less than a television show that's streaming on Disney Plus right now. So it's and it's going to be James Gunn and the whole crew. So it's going to be great. It's, um, it, sorry, go ahead. I, I got a feeling like for the holiday special, it's going to be like Star Lord just explaining what Christmas is the entire time because they don't know what Christmas is. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't, actually, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, are they going to be on Earth then? Probably. He, he's going to tell them that Kevin Bacon, Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> and David Hasselhoff never gave him any gifts. Shake my head. Shake my head. But what were you going to say before we get to the checkup? Yeah. One last thing. So I got this question from one of our listeners this week, a little trivia. Ooh. And uh, it was Jenna. Jenna, thank you. Longtime listener of the Driving Podcast. This is a great question. I actually got it. But I had to think a, a long time about it. But I'm not going to give you the same amount of time, Dr. O. But this was her question. What is the highest grossing independent film that is also the highest grossing romantic comedy? Independent film that's a romantic comedy? Yes. So, like what, so I'll say it again. What is the highest grossing independent film that is oh, also so, so like, like so Crazy Rich Asians wouldn't be an independent film. That's correct. That's, that's mainstream. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Again, what is the highest grossing independent film that is also the highest grossing romantic comedy? What a small niche that is. Let's keep, let's think here. I, I was just thinking about the spectacular now recently um, with Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley, but uh, I'm, that wouldn't be it. Um, romantic comedies, man. We should ask our sister, Peyton. She's huge rom-com girl. We'll have to have her on for a top billing. No, just give it to me. I don't always say more time. My big fat Greek wedding. Oh my gosh, Big Fat Greek Wedding. What a throwback. But I wanted to say this because I got this as a hint um, because she got it as a hint when she was asked this question and it threw me off. And, and this is why like my Big Fat Greek Wedding wasn't my original guess is because their hint was that it was a trilogy. 
My big uh, fat Greek but, wedding is a trilogy after this year because that third movie is coming out this year or is, is say, right now in the works. So it's not yet a trilogy, but they use that as a hint and it threw everybody up that that throws you off. I was going to say, like, I like I thought that movie already came out, to be honest. I just thought no. One oh, did it? Oh, maybe it did. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't even know if it came out. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a big that Greek wedding. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that franchise if we're gonna call it a franchise that trilogy i'm not i'm not buying any big fat greek wedding shirts or anything like that but i was if you you gave me 20 minutes i wouldn't have gotten that yeah yeah but uh thank you again jenna long time listener now we can get to the checkup let's check the audiences up giddy up scarlett johansson is suing disney for a breach of contract over the release of Black Widow. The film was released simultaneously on the service and on the service Disney Plus and in theaters. The suit claims that an agreement was broke between the star and the company. The suit alleges that Johansson agreed that her salary for the film would be based in large part on the film's box office haul. There are also whispers Emma Stone is looking to take legal action against Disney over Cruella. Get your popcorn ready, folks. We have a battle on our hands. Next up on the checkup, Taika Waititi is writing a live-action remake for Flash Gordon. The movie initially was set to be an animated film, now going to be live-action. Love to see it. There's no news yet on the casting, but Zach Wilson, are you around, guy? Quarterback, New York Jets. Next up, Tom Hanks has been cast in Wes Anderson's next film. Dear God, please make sure we have a Bill Murray and Tom Hanks team-up. Need to see it. Next on the checkup, Tobey Maguire has signed on for Damien Chazelle's upcoming film, Babylon. This will be Tobey Maguire's first on-screen appearance in a film since Pawn's Sacrifice back in 2014. That is, if we don't see him in Spider-Man No Way Home. Moving on. Welcome back, Tobey. Moving on. Finally, Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's been delayed indefinitely. Over concerns about the Delta variant of COVID-19. We're not closing up theaters again, folks. Please don't bring it up. Bring it on us. I think it's a smart move to delay this because obviously Clifford is going to crush at the box office, huh? We also have a trailer roundup for this week. Massive trailer roundup week. We had our first glimpse at Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. The film boasts a stacked ensemble, including Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Salma Hayek, Jeremy Irons, and Al Pacino. That's what I'm talking about. The story focuses on the turbulent marriage and divorce of Patricia and Mauricio Gucci, the head of the Gucci fashion house. Film set to be released in theaters on November 21st, 2021. Next trailer. Guess what? More Ridley Scott. We had The Last Duel. The film reunites the Boston boys, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and also stars, once again, Adam Driver and Jodie Comer. The synopsis reads, a woman claims she's been raped by her husband's best friend, Jean de, de Carroget, but no one believes her accusation. Her husband challenges his friend to a duel. Simple. Movie drops in theaters October 15, 2021. Lastly, we had another fire trailer, right? We had Netflix, Netflix, Netflix's, excuse me, upcoming film, The Card Counter. The film stars Oscar Isaac, Ty Sheridan, Willem Dafoe, and Tiffany Haddish. It'll be directed by Paul Schrader. The synopsis reads, a card shark encounters an angry young man who's seeking revenge against a military colonel. The film releases September 10th, 2021. We had a fat checkup today, Ricky Flicks. Which headline captures your attention most? You said it was fat. Um, honestly, pH. <laughs> besides the show roundup, I'm gonna go with Toby McGuire. Yeah, let's focus on let's focus on the checkup first, and then we'll go trailer roundup after. Yeah, uh, Toby McGuire did not see this coming. I think he's gonna appear in a different film uh, coming up later this year. Uh, Spider-Man: No Way From Home. If you haven't been listening to the pod, how you talked about checkup. 
<laughs> but uh, he's got to be going in that. But besides that, Damien Chazelle, hot name on the streets and director wise, film uh, making wise. And he's going to be teaming up with him. So that's I mean, he's back. Toby's back. So like, like I, I was thinking about like the last thing I saw Toby McGuire and that was like that like I saw in theaters and I had to go back to Greg Gatsby. I think it was the last time I saw him. He played Nick Carraway, uh, right? And Boz Lorman's movie with starring obviously Leo DiCaprio. So it's good that we're having him back. I like he's such a he's such a huge name, Toby McGuire, and the fact that he hasn't been in a movie in seven years is beyond wild. That's beyond wild. I think he had a voiceover in the Boss Baby back in yeah, 2017. The I read. Yeah, it's just like what? What the heck? How did he get that role in the first place? But I also saw that that, that uh, video on Twitter where they said like Spider Man is in uh, it was like Central Park or something or some park in L A. Yeah, it could be yeah. one or the other. And like they were like Spider Man's in the park. Spider Man's in the park. He was looking fit, man. Maybe he's in the gym, ready for Spider Man. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, just you said, Great Gatsby, number one, great soundtrack. Two, fire. That's a 2013 movie. Oh my god. Yeah, eight years I, ago. I, 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 and like, have you, did you see uh, Pawn Sacrifice? Did you see that one? No. Bobby Fischer. Yeah, no. Yeah, I can't say I've seen that. Searching for Bobby Fischer with uh, Ben Kingsley. That's a good movie. But like, there's something we really should be excited for. I think Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are already in that cast for Babylon. Yes. I know initially it was supposed to be Emma Stone. I think she she had to drop out of the film. Damien Chazelle doesn't miss. We go to La La Land. We go to, uh, we go to Whiplash. We go to even First Man, right? He, the guy doesn't miss. He hasn't dropped First off. First Man, is, it's, it's uh, got... Every time I see it, it gets better. I'll and it's that. it's not the same level as like a La La Land. I am, dude, I love La La Land. I like the one of the best opening scenes in the history of cinema, in my opinion. Then like you see the iconic dancing with Emma yeah, Stone yeah, yeah. and Gosling. It's so good too. Um, I also want to talk about flicks. We got to talk about Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon getting a remake. Thank God it's not animated. We this I was telling you off air, if any old movie needed a remake or a reboot, I think it's Flash Gordon. Or like another try. Right. Another try. Because like that's it has like cult status, I guess. It's super It was corny. in Ted. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that just Death shows you tooming. Like, that 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 gave it a revitalization, right? With society. For uh, sure. It, like Sam Jones like made a comeback because of that, because of Ted. But that movie was is so crappy. It's so crappy. And imagine putting a modern spin on it. It could look awesome. Like imagine like have James Gunn, like what he does, like think of Guardians of the Galaxy space and like what he does with visuals, think Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It could end up being a really cool movie, Ricky Flex. And then Taika Waititi, like the man just doesn't stop working. He's doing Star Wars, right? right. He's now moving on to this. And then he's Next obviously- Next wins. Next goal wins with Army, oh, oh, yeah, Army Hammer and uh, is it Fastbender? Fast Train? Oh, yes, sir fast train let's go but uh i'm, I'm excited like that's gonna be something i think a, a lot of people like judge like oh we don't we shouldn't make all these reboots old movies that's an old movie that deserves a reboot because you can improve on it vastly from the original in my opinion unbelievable theme song that's still played to this day it's gotten like you said cult status but also a rejuvenated cult status and even a modern like people like us that have that didn't grow up with flash gordon or anything like that or sam right. jones on the new york jets but we know what it is because of Ted or like our parents or what whatnot. So it's definitely the time to make it. And if Taika Waititi is attached to it, so many people are going to see it just because of that reason itself. And Chris Hemsworth, Sam Jones alternative, like that kind of looks the part. And, and he, he obviously looks like has an experience. quarterback, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or you know? just a monster dude, yeah. like just a monster dude that has blonde mm-hmm. hair and long blonde hair again. And Thor Love and Thunder is back. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, I, 
I don't know if you're, there's a different thing on the checkup you wanted to mention, but I know there's at least one more thing I wanted to mention too. Well, like I, I like I, I want to say I want to bring up the Scarlett Johansson thing suing Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's it's dominating the news right now. I don't want to put out any like harsh take on this because in my opinion, like these guys all make so much money. Like she got paid $20 million to make the movie. Like I know like it's a breach of contract, right? You got to, you're taking aside, like it's a matter of principle and you made $20 million off the movie. It's so much money, dude. So much. Money. Yeah. That's yeah. RDJ. That's RDJ money. Oh, I thought RDJ was like 60 million. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Eventually he was there. Like he eventually yeah. got to like, they couldn't afford him. Like it was just done. Like I, I, I get like that's probably why he's not in what if either. He's just like it, it would be an easy paycheck, but like Dizzy's like, nah, we can't pay you. Well, Tom Holland's not in what if either. That came out today as well. Um, but uh, I think all right, so I'll start with saying yes, he obviously is loaded, like 20 million, and Colin Jost is her part is her husband. So, like, obviously, the combination of them, like they have enough money. But I will say two things to kind of defend her a little bit to play the little devil's advocate. One, you look at what Warner Brothers did with like Gal Gadot and like they and Patty Jenkins, they sorted it out beforehand to say, hey, we'll give you this X amount of money uh, so we could split this between theaters and streaming. Right. Disney just hasn't done that. They think they're just above everybody, which they kind of are. But like still, mm-hmm. like that's just a, something that says, hey, maybe I don't want to work with you anymore. Maybe they won't. They wouldn't be able to get a, Scar- a Scarlett Johansson in the future. I don't think that I'm just playing devil's advocate. And then the other thing I was going to say is what do we talk about on the black widow pot uh, review? We spoke that it took Disney 10 plus years to make a black widow movie. Obviously there was some management issues like uh, sexist uh, uh, directors that they're, were at the helm dirty. and they didn't get her a film before. And she could have, if they, this film came out even five years ago, she would have made like, Pro, like from box office numbers would have made been insane yeah. but uh she she deserves more money because she should have had that five years ago but now she got screwed when finally she has her own movie it's coming out during a pandemic so i understand why she's doing it but i just find it interesting that now emma stone's thinking about it mm-hmm. i know the rock came out this week and said he's not gonna do that but maybe emily bunt's thinking hey like i'm not i might not do a superhero gig this is my paycheck here that i'm doing I need my money here. And she got kind of screwed over with a quiet place too this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with your points, man. Like I, like, yes, I made the point. She didn't, she did make a lot of money, but she could have made a lot more. I agree with right. that aspect. And then and she got done dirty beforehand. Like you mentioned. Yeah. yeah she didn't treat, she what she's not being treated right by Disney at all. I don't know if you saw Disney's response to like harsh, the, the, the response that they came out with publicly was that they basically said that Scarlett Johansson's insensitive to COVID-19. Yeah. Like the fact that they put that out there, that's embarrassing. Like that, like, For like they, she has been with, she's been in Marvel movies back in 2010. She's been with 11 years. And you, and as we said before, she's been treated so poorly already by the studio. And then this happens like this. Right. Is- and so I understand why Kevin Feige is like embarrassed for Disney as well. And he, like, he yeah. thinks it's just a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. And what, like, obviously, Warner Brothers, like, we always mock them, like, the, the direction they always take. But what's yeah. the one thing they did well? They came out with woman led movies, like superhero movies, before Marvel. And even though Marvel had superhero, uh, woman superheroes in movies, they didn't have them as the lead. They were too afraid, like, for yeah. stupid reasons. And Wonder Woman, big success, but came out way before a Captain Marvel or any other Marvel led, uh, woman led uh, superhero mm-hmm. movie. So, that's one thing Warner Brothers has done well is they treated their employee uh, non-directors, but their actors uh, fairly for the most part. Yeah. And then like also 
we could have easily we knew this was coming like when we like the idea of like what the idea of like box office versus like streaming numbers like you knew this clash was eventually going to happen between direct i mean uh, actors who usually get paid obviously percentages of a box office like by the studio so like we knew this was coming and this is fine it's like i think this is like the start of something that's going to continue for a long time yeah i agree dude we got to talk about some trailers flex we got to talk about house of gucci father son house of gucci what do we think of that trailer, dude? So I, I've watched it a few times now. I'm still mesmerized by how Jared Leto, like that guy, I, he just doesn't, he can't be himself in a role. He has to look different. He has to, whether it's the Joker, Blade Runner 2049, Dallas Buyers Club, this movie, like he just, he, or uh, little things. He just can't be his normal self. He has to a, either put a, on a thousand pounds. To- He's addicted to wearing costumes, dude. Yeah, wearing a fake bodysuit, uh, putting on ma- makeup and Joker costume, green eyes, hair green, just something weird. He's got to do something weird. He's doing it again, but he's doing it with Ridley Scott. I'm excited for that and see if he could kind of just get his career back going in the right direction. Yeah, because like if we look at the times that he actually does, like whether he gains 127 pounds for like two, like basically gains 200 pounds to pay Mark David Chapman in like in a garbage movie, or yeah. he does in the little things, another garbage movie, but somehow is nominated for a uh, was a Golden Globe. <laughs> but he he oh in the Joker obviously like a, a frowned upon appearance as the Joker and like the, his method skills, his method. Uh, strategy so it's 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 just kind of funny that like he goes all out for these roles but the movies usually don't pan out <laughs> this one this one though he actually had the best accent out of all of them and i actually wrote I a agree. blog I, I wrote a blog about this i took like everyone was worshiping this trailer just because like people love lady gaga they adore lady gaga yeah. and a star-studded I, cast I, I i i took it down a peg i took it down a peg yeah, it was a solid trailer yes i'm excited for it huge names but dude the accents were so bad i thought lady gaga was russian in this movie like yeah. that's, what, that's the way she sounded, man. But uh, and at the same time, I thought I will say in, in, a, in a positive light, people, some people are ripping on the song. I thought the song worked so well in this trailer. I thought the song was fire. Right. I did, it too. Was, it, it was it matched up well. You got Lady Gaga strutting with the fur coat and the Gucci. And then you got like the, like, the camera lights flashing. It's like this film is going to be so much flash, so much flash and pizzazz. It, it's going to be something. Yeah, completely agree. Not only is Gucci just such a well-known brand around the world and just people are obsessed with that brand. And so they're going to see it just for that. But then you add Lady Gaga, Jerry Leto, Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, Adam Driver, all these stars that are not just from one generation, but from so many different generations. And also some that are rising stars, some are, have, have fallen stars or just some that used to be great and they're still great, but they don't do like mm-hmm. the run of the mill, normal amount of movies every year, like Al Pacino or Jeremy Irons. So just so many different types of talents coming together here that I can't wait to see them on the big screen. And honestly, I did really like the trip. I kind of agree with you. I thought it was a little overrated, um, but still I'm looking forward to it a lot. Right. And then like Lady Gaga, like she's like, it's crazy. Like these are all Oscar winners except for Adam driver. And I think Adam driver is the one I'm most like, I'm looking forward to most. <laughs> yeah. Just, and it's going to be nuts. Cause I think Lady Gaga, people loved her in A Star is Born. I, I personally, I love Shallow, absolute bop. But if I'm looking at her performance, I thought Bradley Cooper lapped her in A Star is Born. I agree I thought, with that. I thought, I, like, she wasn't bad. I don't think she really deserved an Oscar nomination. I think that was way, way too much. I think her winning best song was enough. Like, you know, that's just like that she has a golden statue. Yeah. But she's, gonna, she's like, 
you're inserting her next to Al Pacino, Adam Driver. Like it, like it was just gonna elevate her game. It was just her and Bradley Cooper before. It's just like one on one. So it might might have been. I don't know. I guess it's a lot of pressure on you if you're going one on one with Bradley Cooper. For sure. When you're surrounded by all those people, I guess she's going to blend in a little bit better, I guess, if that makes sense. I agree. I think it'll be easier to play off each other and act uh, with each other rather than just like with a run of no normal actor, average actor, right? You're going with all these Oscar winners or just worthy or besides Adam Driver, who's obviously one of the the biggest actors right now. Um, But yeah, no, I'm really excited for that movie. And I can't, I, yeah, it might be a drafted later. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely might be on there. All three trailers might get drafted, to be honest. And I, like the card counter, I want to talk about quick. Uh, we've Oscar Isaac Greta puts shine some light on our on our guy. Uh, I'm so shocked that I saw him having a relationship with Tiffany Haddish in this movie. I was so thrown off. <laughs> I didn't even know she was in the movie when I saw right. that. Like when I saw she's her, kind of, in, I was just like, "What is going on?" You think she's a comedian, she's but then it, she, right, she's like trying to be an all around actress, and I love it. Like I love just people love just taking leaps out of their comfort zone or quote unquote comfort zone, like our like what we think is their comfort zone, right? Because we know what they are good at already and what they usually do. But it's like Will Ferrell when he does a serious role. I say this every other podcast. He's Sandler, so good at serious actors. Years. Sandler, like I love seeing that. Just them going quote unquote out of their comfort zone or just something that we're not accustomed to them seeing. And this is just might be another case where she might just hit this out of the park. She's working with oscar isaac again like similar level i wouldn't say as high as adam driver but close and willem dafoe another non-oscar winner but one of the best actors in the past 20 30 years i mean so they have unbelievable like she's unbelievable yet talent around her and i think she like she's gonna kill it i think like she looks really good in it like it's like it's like i guess it's kind of similar lady gaga but tiffany haddish has way more experience like she's an actual actor she's yeah exactly and And, you know improv from uh, comedy and everything like that she can like it's going to be, it's easier for her. Right. And then Paul Schrader directing. Then we, then we also have the same writer as uh, for Raging Bull, same, same writer as mm-hmm. Raging Bull, which is so I think that she has some good material to work with. Definitely. I think that does it for the checkup this week, Ricky Flex. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I would just say last duel, last duel trailer came out as well. Yeah. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Jeez. Driver, Jody Comer. Like Jesus. This, the, this, another Ridley this, Scott this, movie too. I know that, that has me a little nervous. Like he's working on those two movies back to back. Like it makes you think one is going to be significantly worse than the other. It's like, where is his focus? Like two are coming out at the same time. It just makes me kind of, uh, makes me kind of shaky about it. You know? I, I, yeah. I know like they probably edit it was separate. Like it's not like he's working on, like maybe he's not working directly on those movies at the same time, but like he could be. <laughs> probably. And, could yeah. Be. I think with the pandemic obviously changed things and, like I, I, I could either see two things. One is it allowed him time to focus on one more than the other, or mm-hmm. just like one, then the next one, whatever is coming out first and based like budget constriction uh, constraints or deadlines constraints. But uh, the other way is what you're saying, but I just don't think, I think he's just too experienced of a director to with this much talent around him to mess this up. He so doesn't it, have a, he doesn't have a best directing win either at the Oscars. Like he's like a long time nominee. He's one of those guys, like he's going to be deserved. Like he, like people, he might get like how Gucci might be his, like, like, like Scorsese's departed where he finally got the Oscar. You know what I mean? It might yeah. And let's just remind the audience here who wrote the last duel. <laughs> it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. What was the last movie they wrote together? Oh, they won an Oscar yeah. hunting a, a, a little right. movie called Goodwill hunting. Right. So it's like he has great writers behind him. It's just about him putting the pieces together. And I'm not afraid 
from Ridley Scott, someone that should have an Oscar already, for God's sakes. Right. But he has a best picture. He has some misses. He has some misses, though. Of he course. Well, because he, he puts out so many movies. It's not like a Scorsese <laughs> or like someone that doesn't put out as many movies. But yeah. Yeah. He's got higher volume for sure. That does it for the checkup this week. Now let's move on to our review of Disney's Jungle Cruise. All right, Ricky Flex. Jungle Cruise. All right. We went to the theaters today, our hometown theater. We'll get it. We'll get into a little theater review right, at, right off the top. But let me just give you some information on the movie. We got Jungle Cruise, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. That's not bad. We also have uh uh the, we have the rock, we got Emily Blunt, we got our plump boy Jesse Plemons, right? We got mm. Edgar uh, Edgar Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, so. Let's get into the synopsis. Dr. Lily Houghton enlists the aid of wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. Together, they search for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal, a discovery that will change the future of medicine. Okay? So, Flex, we saw this in theaters. Okay? We were a little taken back when we saw this in theaters. When we sat down, ambiance was very nice in the theater. It was very vibrant, right? Colors go, colors galore. They had a bar, right? Huge popcorn machine. But when we get into our seats, what happened, Flex? Someone was in our seat, first of all. Oh, yes. <laughs> Someone was in our seat. <laughs> so already ruined. Yeah, Some yeah. girl and her kids thinking like you could just pick any seat in the movie theater. I'm like, have you been like, even that was that was pre-pandemic. That was right. way before. You know, you don't do that. You and don't we steal had, another man's movie seat. We had like the best seats, like center stage uh, near the top. Like we had the best seats. So I, talk, talk, when, when, when the screen came on, what happened? There wasn't a trailer. There wasn't Zero any trailers. trailers. Zero trailers. We didn't have Maria Menounos. We had nothing. We had no, nothing. They went straight into the movie right on time. And hey, like some people hate the trailers, but in a movie with The Rock, Emily Blunt, Jesse Plemons, like all these big stars. Yes, I said Jesse Plemons as a big star. Get over it. <laughs> but when theaters oh, like boy. this, how much money this movie made a decent amount at the box office? I think it beat estimates. But it's yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, if you want to keep movie theaters alive here, we, we're trying to do that. We're trying to get people to see it. How about you show some movies that are going to be coming out in theaters soon to have people come back? Like the movies that don't have The Rock or Emily Blunt in them, but they look good because someone saw a trailer here. Like, unbelievable. I can't believe they did this. And I thought, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, not to mention, like when we sat down, people were arriving late to the movie. I was getting so agitated, bro. When they started flipping on their lights, their their, yeah. uh, their flashlights on their phones. I'm like, dude, you're in my face right now. I'm trying to watch The Rock kick so, like, to fight a tiger. And you're, you're flashing a flashlight in my face. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're saying, oh, what do we, should we go to the 3.30 show or should we go to the 5? Or should we go even go see this movie today? It's like 3.15, you're 15 minutes away from the theater. You can say, oh, yeah, we could just skip the trailers this time. Nope, 15 minutes in, you already lose like The Rock's backstory or Emily Blunt's, right, but whatever. Exactly. I, yeah. So it's just like it, it was her first. Crap. Right. Right. It was, it was her first. But yeah. And I thought you were going to mention the other thing actually before um, the trailer stunt the seats. We had great seats. They're the classic uh, seat cushioned uh, recline, whatever. But oh, yeah. they made sound when you moved, uh, like a squeaking sound when you moved it. Either forward or back. It, it was a fart noise. It made a right. fart. It made it made it sound like you were. It was a, it was a twenty second fart. It's like it was Step Brothers level where Seth Rogen's like <laughs> right. a fart. 
Like it was it was that level, and then it was making the same noises. It was doing little squeaks. I'm just like, I, I, like I can't do this during the movie. People are gonna think I'm ripping. I'm, I'm right. ripping farts the entire time. Just embarrassing. Right. Like they were mad comfortable, but like I didn't make sure fix I, that I found squeaking my spot. Sound. Right. I didn't make sure I found like my 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 angle for my legs, how how elevated I want to yeah. be, so I don't want to make that sound during the movie. Of course, of course. Eyes. So I completely agree with you there. Like how to figure out your spot. It was comfortable, but. <laughs> And for a movie theater where you're trying to promote not using phones, I know Matt Damon went on a rant today about people texting during a movie and how phones are like ruining going to see a movie. Yeah. But uh, just I didn't look at mine once. I didn't look at mine once. I literally got a notification from that. And I looked at my phone during the movie to look at that. And I was like, oh, wow. OK. And put it down. God damn it. Come on, Flex. Come on, Flex. Let's get into some knee jerk reactions. So like Flex, you walk out of the theater. What's going through your mind after seeing Jungle Cruise? I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, all right. That was worth seeing. Like, that was good in the theater. That was good. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it was Agreed. a masterpiece or anything. I wouldn't even say it's it's really good. I'm not going to say it's good. As in like, oh, it's a, that was just a good movie. I'll just say, oh, I was entertained. I followed along. It ha- I think you said outside uh, walking out of the theater, I don't want to steal what you were going to say, but you were like, oh, it had its Disney moments. And I think that's what we yeah. wanted out of this. It had its dizzy moments. It had the stars come out of the screen. I do think it was just kind of odd seeing like a Jesse Plemons and a Paul Giamatti, like two great actors that are just good at acting oh, yeah. on this type of level. Like it seems like they're like overqualified for these roles. And I just didn't like how they did that. And they stumped to this level. They probably just wanted a paycheck or Plemons just wanted to play a villain or a Disney flick. I don't know. Um, especially with his, his movies coming out and, that's the next segment i know but um it's just i was a little shocked i don't know how about yourself i i thought it was this is a great movie if you're gonna watch like you want to take your family out on a sunday sunday matinee it's perfect i thought it was literally that full i remember like a when we when we actually when the movie actually ended this is where you know disney like this is what they live for there's this kid who stood up and he f- turned to his parents and then he said that's my favorite movie he said i, I was like damn i wish i had that like that same time <laughs> and i was like like I wish I had that now. Where I stood, I'm like, that's my new favorite movie. Every time now, you see now a movie, I see a trailer. now now it's like I see a trailer. I'm like, that's going to be my favorite movie. Right. Just like when we saw Wolf of Wall Street, like that's gonna be my favorite movie. <laughs> right. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, we do that trailers now, but, not uh, the actual movie. But uh, it was it was nice to see a Disney movie. It felt like it was like Disney sprinkles. Like it was like stars that just like so like like they, they just sprinkled Disney all over. It just had that vibe to it. Super positive, super predictable, like predictable happy ending and everything yep. as expected. Um. But I wanted to say, I want to talk about the tone of this movie a little bit in terms of like uh, how, how, how like the, I guess not the tone, more the style. Cause like I got the vibe, it was going for like an Indiana Jones type of um, feel, whether by the action sequences, the, uh, the stunts, obviously, the, the score of the movie, it was like very uh, high up tempo. And I, I like, I really think it nailed that if they were going for that, and I, I assume they are, it nailed that Indiana Jones vibe, you think? Yeah, I think it it was trying for that. I do think it kind of lost its way with that a bit for so many different themes they were just throwing at you kind of on the side, like yeah. with McGregor's character and just like oh, Jesus, and also with Emily Bl- and then also Emily Blunt's character. Like they had so many different like serious themes in this Disney entertainment film, like for kids, really like like five year olds' best movies ever seen. But then again, they were going for the Indiana Jones vibe. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, let's just keep it like simple here. If you want to do that. Right. That's fine, but let's just make it like a different type of movie then. And then you 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 mentioned like the too many themes. I thought in terms of like there was almost uh, too much going on during this movie. There's like so many. Mm. It's like it 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 
there's first of all, there's plot hole galore, and especially in the, <laughs> in the movie, a lot of plot holes in this. Movie. And the so, ending, like, obviously, we're there to be, <laughs> we're there to be entertained. Like they just skipped the whole travel back. They skipped the whole yeah. travel back, and they didn't yeah. have a boat. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say, there's, there's also just like they, they, it was, it should be. I read the synopsis. It was not that simple watching the movie. Like I read that synopsis. Like there was so much other stuff going yes. on. You get the. You gotta get. You have to get this like this arrowhead, and then you have to go use it to get to a tree. But we don't know what the tree does. And then you have all these other characters, and the the rock is throwing people, and like the, he's throwing people when, in ditches. Like he's like he's putting spells. Up. Like like all right, it was just yeah. Like, there was just a lot of stuff going on. You know, yeah, when they got to the tree, the when they got to the tree, I was expecting like because you know in the flashback sequences you were they were sipping like you know they were sipping the thing to cure them of their health. Yeah, they weren't using petals. <laughs> Like flower yeah. petals was like you put it in the in the mouth and then it yeah, was but in the flashbacks it wasn't now? yeah so that so is it not like a juice or whatever it's the petals like it was just nothing Weird. was cl- like it wasn't clear at all not not a lot yeah. of things weren't clear in this movie so yeah so I it was it was a very jumbled I, if I had put in a word it was a mess like it was a mess <laughs> but it, but if I had to talk about what i the aspects i did enjoy i thought the performances from emily blunt and the rock were great i think they really um locked in like the rock he was just being himself like charismatic it felt like he was doing like he was doing all these pun jokes that i was getting a little tired of i he was the, the way he acted in this movie it felt like he was taking an instagram like video of himself talking to kevin Hart. yes oh my god yes i thought the same thing i was like oh I thought I felt like I was watching the ad for him saying, go see this movie in theaters. Right. Yeah. And then, like him with his sunglasses on. Like, yes. you know, just like, hey, well, ter- Terramana tequila. Here you go. Here's my yeah. mom drinking Terramana tequila. <laughs> but instead of Kevin Hart, you had Emily Blunt being roasted nonstop. And I also right. got to talk about the worst joke of all time is the pants, the pants. Yeah. Stick. That was going on. It was like it was like yeah, we get it. It's 1916. Girls don't wear pants all the time. It's just like what? Yeah. What, or like, just, but they would say, just, "Oh, go get the girl with the pants." How about she's the only girl out of like a group of four guys to say, "Go get the girl." <laughs> like why did you say, "Go get the girl with the pants"? It's, pants is the worst nickname of all time too. So you kept calling her pants. <laughs> yeah. Skippy <laughs> so that, and pants. I felt that, that was that was so weird. Skippy, I could deal with that. That was fine, but. Not to like Emily Blunt, I think she is awesome in these type of roles. Like we go back to Mary Poppins Returns, like she can do anything. She really is a superstar. And like, I mean, if I was John Krasinski, seeing like the chemistry that was going on with her and The Rocks, it was pretty good in this movie. I'd be a little, I'd be a little shaky. I'd be like, oh boy, oh boy, The Rock, sexiest man alive is uh, like. <laughs> He's older though. The, the Rock movie. is older. Sexiest man alive. Sexiest man alive. Yeah, I, I have confidence in John Krasinski, but. <laughs> Uh, well, you mentioned performances by those two. I'm not going to, I'll say this, Jesse Plemons as the villain. Like I thought oh, yeah. he was, I thought he was really good. I know he was obviously like a classic Disney villain, but I felt like he put, he was just a better actor than any Disney villain that they put out in live action movies. Just, he actually mm-hmm. was very good. And I know I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I like the guy. I actually do think he was really good in this movie. Like yeah. acting wise. I thought. First off, I think the accent he stuck through it the entire time. Like, it was incredible. Yeah, I don't know how I, he did that. I, and he was and speaking talk- German. I don't know if that was actually German, but it sounded yeah. like it. And I, I think like he did a good job. And we talked about actors being versatile. We talked about Tiffany Haddish earlier. This is him saying, okay, I'm not just going to do all these artsy farty movies. I'm not chasing awards, even though he does do those movies. Like obviously he's going to be in uh, Scorsese's next movie with DiCaprio and De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. But this movie, it, it shows like he can have fun. 
Like he can have fun and yeah. do a character. Like game he night, like he, we, this movie. Game night is another great example, right? So he's a super versatile actor. So I love that he has this on his resume. Um, in terms of like a lot of plot holes in terms of his character's journeys, <laughs> like in like like how he gets to certain places and everything. Uh, but that's not his fault. And like, obviously, yeah, like, no. the, the writing for this was just terrible. It was just not good. Yeah. Um, but I I couldn't agree more. And then like. Paul Giamatti, he should have made the uh, he should have made our draft of best supporting actors. He really should have. But like, he was like, why did he do this? He, he had no reason to be in this movie. He had and no reason it, and that's another plot hole at the end when he gets back. Is everything just okay between him and The Rock? How yeah. is that possible? He like, The Rock is his the, the Rock literally ruined all his boats and restaurant and bar. Like his whole life is ruined. And he's, he's like, like he, oh, here's the keys to get out of the country or whatever the heck happened. Right. I just and he's like, here, you can have the boat. <laughs> the, the boat was destroyed. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just like there was like, no what? Like, I don't, how'd they get back? How'd they get back? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I'm trying to be spoiler free here, but like, like the, how did they get uh, back? You can't do present? spoiler free for Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I think we're doing spoiler free as in like, I think the big thing we've left out for the most part, but like, yeah, I think we're doing okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're not going to give away. There was a twist, and I, I, I did see it coming. I guess. Oh why. yeah, 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 yeah. We there, haven't mentioned a, that. Yeah, there's, there's a twist, and I, I did. It didn't really work in terms of like there were some reactions from The Rock prior to the big twist that made it like. So obviously they talked about like uh, he's like the myth is real, like the like the myth is real. I'm like, dude, yeah, like you <laughs> probably know that. <laughs> like it's just like it just made no sense. Like I'm like that 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 that's like me being as vague as possible, trying not to spoil it. But like, do you, did you notice that too? Where it's just like, dude, like like it didn't seem like he was putting on an acting job. He was just doing it. You know? Yeah, I completely agree. Like I I do think uh, I thought The Rock was himself, his charismatic self. Um, but yeah, like again, I'm not gonna. I, like the plot holes like i will take away from this movie for but like i think that w- regarding the twist honestly yep. it brought something different in a movie i just kind of just was watching like carelessly you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i wasn't like focusing like full attention i was focusing full attention but like it's not like i was really trying you it know what i mean a whole new dimension to the movie i think it yeah it did spice to it yeah 100 yeah man. i think that's what i'm like- trying to say i I thanks for jumping in there. Like, I just, I yeah. really think it needed something to get more of my attention. And that did, right. it, it did the job. Right. And like that, and then you learn more about the rocks character. It's like, it like is where him, from, side story. It, like, right. Him in Spain in the 1500s. He looked like, like his Hercules. Self. Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. He looked the same. I, when, when I saw the rock with the, oh, that was also a sport. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> when I saw the rock with hair. I was just thinking, I just laughed when I looked at you. I looked at, I nudged you in the theater. I'm like, dude, <laughs> the I, I didn't want to look at you. Cause I think you were going to make a, sh- a crap ton of noise, <laughs> like laughing yeah. and just ruin everybody's experience there. I would have cackled. I would have, yeah. I was thinking about cackling. I was just going to let it loose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I was thinking, so like that kind of pretty much covers our thoughts on the movie, I would say, but like, I was also thinking flex, if you had to do another movie, like this movie was based on a, a ride at Disney World. So mm-hmm. interesting. I know we talk about this idea of uh, reboots and everything like that. I thought this was an, a great way that you're adapting some type of content into another piece where it's not something like a superhero comic book, something we've already seen. I thought it was pretty interesting. They did it on a ride. I think they did a pretty good job. What do you think about like how they adapted that ride and like on the big screen? Yeah, so I think 
so it barely had anything to do with the ride. The only thing that was similar to it was that the rock was given tours, a jungle cruise tour, you know? Um, So I think we were, like you said, we're just seeing remakes and franchise movies from like some sort of scripted material beforehand. So I do like the creativity aspect of this. And I will, I hope to see more creative things from Hollywood uh, just generating from a stupid idea, like an amusement park ride. And I know we haven't been iconic ride. Iconic, like it's iconic, like an iconic ride, but like I didn't love it. Like when we went on it, like ten or fifteen years ago, whatever, ten years ago, but still iconic. So it right. makes sense to make a movie out of it. And I know we were walking out of the theater, and the first poster we saw on the wall was the Jungle Cruise poster, and you were like, "That's a great looking poster." Yeah, yeah. it is a great looking poster for a Disney movie with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Like that, it did its job. It did its job, it did. just like at our theme park. It did its job, even though it wasn't the best ride ever. Exactly, I like that. Uh, I like I was thinking um what was I gonna say like the ride what I remember when we were in Disney it was a it was like a lot of pop-ups like the like the movie was doing yeah like the hippo the hippo scene in the movie that's why that's also why I think like that Indiana Jones vibe they're going for that was that's exactly the style that that they should have done just based on like booby traps or a like things Mm. flying by you and like the action adventure style like I thought I literally thought they 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 did it right they did yeah. it right. And so I was impressed that they were able to kind of like take that idea. But if you had to like think about other like rides you've been on, what other movies would you uh, would you make? I got a couple ideas cooking. Um, Just speaking from a Disney's perspective. Doesn't have well, to be Disney. Okay. Well, with the Six Flags New England one, uh, King Dakar. That yeah, could be one. Oh, Sorry. What did I say? New Jersey, New, New Jersey. Jersey one. Yeah, New Jersey. Uh, that would be one. King the Cop. King the Cop be a sick movie. Yeah, that I think that would be a really good one. I'm going back to Disney. Honestly, the hot like Tower of Terror. Tower. Tower Terror? Yeah, Tower of Terror. But that's kind of isn't that off of like Twilight Zone or whatever? I know I haven't seen the Twilight Zone, oh. so I can't. Like, the, I don't know. Is it? I don't know, but I was thinking of that one. Um, and also like what's the the ride Space that Mountain. go Space Mountain? Yeah. But not really Splash Mountain. It's kind of like the same thing as like this movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only other one I was thinking of was, uh, oh no, now I lost it. What if no, no, made... it's the one that goes really high and then drops down. Like Scream? Like a, is it called flags? Scream? I don't know what scream it's called, but it just goes really high. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I when I was in, dude, when I went to Rolling Loud in, in Miami, they had uh, rides at the festival. So uh, oh, really? I was lost with my friend. Yeah. So I, I, I was, I was, I was, lo- I lost some of my buddies. I was with one of my friends and she says, Oh, let's go on the coaster. And so we, we wanted the, we wanted the drop down. It's like a scream type thing in the middle of rolling loud. It was crazy. It was, it was wow. kind of nuts. Oh, I have my, another I one. I can't believe my stomach held together. <laughs> I have another one. Uh, you know, that ride where you go in like a tube or with like a, a bunch of random people and you're just going around like a lazy river and then there's waterfalls and like, who's going to get splashed with the water. What if like, there was like a movie where you like did a ride or like you got stuck in like a, I don't know, like a tube or like that or something. And then like, there was just like, they locked you in or like, it was a horror film. And like, I don't know. It, like it doesn't have to be water, but like acid or like whitewater rafting. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when I think of whitewater rafting in movies, you know what I think of is vacation. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Charlie Day. Can't live without <laughs> you. Harry Nelson song. I might have to, that movie is so bad, but I, I, I that scene, I might YouTube after this. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> it's incredibly funny. Oh, I'm about to that get married. So bad, but that one scene. Great scene, bad movie. Yeah, agree. Uh, Charlie Day, legend. 
All right. You want to throw out a score here, Flex? You want me to go first or you? Uh, you pick. 60. I gave it a straight up 60. Uh, did the job. I think it knew what it was. The writing was terrible. Great lead performances, though. I'm excited. Like, I feel like The Rock's getting better. Like, he, he should be getting better. He's at this level where he's so recognized. I thought this was a layup role for him because, of obviously, we talked about how charismatic he is, uh, how just how fun-loving of a guy he is, and that he really, really came across that way in this movie, even though he was kind of supposed to be a little bit of a, a jerk, even though he just didn't really come off that way. He, he didn't was, at all. Yeah, so I, I, I think he did well. And like I think it's what people want to see from The Rock, and he's even thrown in a couple of wrestling moves too. Like when he was fighting the tiger, I, kind of, <laughs> I, I knew the crowd was gonna like that. He, yeah, he did like a he did like a slam. Uh, he did he did like a over over the shoulder slam. So I, I was digging that. And uh, yeah, Emily Blunt, she always kills it. Like she, she like after like seeing her in a recent stuff, after seeing her Quiet Place Part Two, she's having a killer year right now. Can't wait to see what she does next. Jesse Plummet's awesome, sixty out of hundred. The CGI you mentioned the animals. The CGI wasn't the best in this movie. I'll say it too. It, it wasn't terrible. Some of the editing was sketchy. Some of the editing was. Sketchy. There were some skips, like actual, like like films, like uh, screen skips. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, so I gave this a fifty-three. A fifty-three. I think it did its job. But I just don't think I can put it at sixty or above. Um, just we talked about it. so much going on, plot holes. I, I think The Rock just was himself, to be honest. Um, I won't say he's doing better, but he was. He did. I like watching The Rock on screen. Who doesn't, right? And right. Jesse Plemons, our boy. So, um, fifty-three for me. So The Rock's next film, Black Adam, I believe. Red Notice. Red Notice. Then, then uh, yes, he just started. He's, he just wrapped filming Black Adam. Right, Black awesome. Adam's next year, but, right? Red Red Notice with Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. That's going to be something that might make a maybe a list that we have coming up with our top billing possibly possibly all right let's jump to it all right ricky flicks we have the top billing of most anticipated movies for the remainder of 2021 we did a most anticipated list at the beginning of the year we've had a lot of those movies come out we thought there's so many huge releases that get pushed back even later uh to 2021 some of them pushed to 2022 we thought let's, let's take the last uh, six uh, last five months of the year, condense them, chock full of great titles. Let's uh, list the most anticipated. It may not be more of a competitive one. It's just gonna be great discussion because uh, we know we can talk about upcoming movies all day. That's that's, that's we, you, you you know it's all we do on the checkup. So let's do this, Ricky Flex. You you have a, you have a coin on you, Flex. I do. That might be easier than pulling out the spin cycle there. Yeah, uh, going in the air. It's in the air. It's heads. It failed. Um, I thought it would. Tails are never supposed to fail. Uh, so, uh, Flix, you have any questions before we get into it? Uh, yeah. I know it's. Yeah. You, okay. You so, one. most anticipated films just in the year 2021, mm-hmm. I guess. Are we using films that are coming out, that are out internationally right now at the box office? You're talking about Suicide Squad. Yeah. I feel like we should just leave the Suicide Squad out because we already know it's getting rave reviews. And I think maybe right. we should have even talked about it in the checkup. It's already certified fresh and rotten tomatoes. Right. Um, I feel like we should leave that off because it's already it's already here. Okay. Good to know. Um can't yeah. wait. I can't uh, wait for that movie. Yeah, and I guess just since like there's so many movies that are getting delayed, and there's another one, uh, I'll say it now, blonde, blonde's delayed to 2022. So like obviously if I forget. One got delayed. Just like correct me, or just like quickly Google it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, 
I'll be quick on the trigger here. So, Ricky Flex, do you want to go first or second? I'm going second. I want the snake on the first oh. try. Okay. So, I'm just going to go with Dune. I'm going to lead off with Dune. I, like that, I've been waiting for this movie, obviously, for basically two years at this point. We've had two trailers now, right? The second trailer, Big Fire. First trailer, Big Fire, too. But uh, it has me excited for Chalamet. I was just watching The King before um, we started doing this podcast. And dude, that, that movie bangs. And I, I just love Shalmesh's performance in that movie. Uh, commands the screen. He's playing like a, a warrior type character in this movie. Um, and then obviously the cast is spectacular. Uh, I can't wait to see, uh, I mean, where do I start? We had Duncan Idaho, which was played, played by Jason Momoa. We can go Zendaya. We can go Stellan Skarsgård. We can go Dave Bautista. We can go uh, Rebecca Ferguson. I can just like keep listing these names all day. Maybe the greatest right there with another movie on this list, maybe the best um, on screen, the best cast on paper that I've seen in quite some time. And then having Denny Villanueva uh, on this movie is going to be, it seems like it's right up his alley. Just look, if you, if you, anyone has like any doubts about it, just watch him and with uh, Blade Runner 2049, if he brings that same tone to this, which it kind of looks like mm. it's going to be spectacular. And the cinematography mm. for this movie already looks like it's on point. Uh, gotta be, gotta be doing. Ricky, is, was that your uh, one pick? So if we think about when we did this earlier this year, I had, I, I Nez had the first pick and he picked Dune. Um, I think that's still my number. That's still my, I have like three that are worthy of number one, I think. Um, but I think the consensus from the movie world is that that's number one. So I think that's so, the dude, right. It's going to, it's going to be nuts. Gonna right. be nuts. I just felt like, weird if I Denny, I wasn't gonna Denny take Villanueva. it. Right, Denny. Denny doesn't miss, bro. Denny, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna call him right now. Denny don't miss. That's, that's all I'm gonna call him. Denny don't miss. Be honest, I don't. Um, I, and, I, I love like, it. Any, yeah, Denny don't miss. But uh, and even like bangers. I, I watched Prisoners a couple weeks ago. Like I, that's one of the most rewatchable movies of recent memory for me. Like I, I can put that on at any point. And uh, like as I said before, Chalamet, like this is him, him with another and another, he's appearing in another major film this year. Um, two, actually two that are probably going to appear on this list. Now I'm yeah, thinking about it. No, for so, sure. so he, he's a huge year ahead of him. He's going to be in yeah. three absolute, like it's looking like bangers. So yeah, I would say besides Christopher Nolan, my favorite, not best, my favorite directors, uh, Danny Villanueva is like don't miss. top, definitely top five, maybe number two. He literally yeah. just doesn't miss ever since like prisoners, like prisoners, enemy, Sicario, arrival, like arrival. Jesus. Like uh, seeing that 20.9. Like, like he, he has like that. A little, it's like a bleak tone to his movies, but the cinematography right. is somehow always amazing. Like, like they're like Blade, Blade Runner has some like colorful moments, but somehow the cinematography is just always incredible for his movies. I, I love it. And he's, he's a frequent collaborator with Roger Deakins. I don't know if Deakins is on, right. I assume he's on Dune, right? Oh, uh, I tweet. Don't know. I don't. I didn't honestly didn't think he was, but he pro- honestly, it looks so good. It might be him. Yeah, it just looks like his work. Right. Uh, he did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's why I brought it up. Right. Um, and he he uh, did he win for that? He definitely won for that. That was too good. He had. To I win. think he did. Yeah. yeah. He definitely he won for uh, ni- he won for nineteen seventeen for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, if he, if we had a, we had a top billing draft of Oscar snobs. If, free, if Freaky Deaky didn't win for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, that would have been uh, on my top five list. Yeah. And by the way, he's not. Um, Man, for doing it's uh the guy who did uh Rogue One and Zero Dark Thirty and Vice. Um, Greg Frazier. 
who's also very oh, uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big name. And he's he's uh, doing a smooth little movie next year called The Batman. Ever heard of it? It's a trailer three times today. Ricky Flex, you're up. Your first pick. I am changing my number one overall to a movie <gasps> yes. called Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up, Christmas this year, Adam McKay movie. You mentioned Timothy Chalamet. He will be in this movie, but who's starring in it? My guy, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence combining for this movie to go along with a cast of Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Matthew Perry, Ron Perlman, Kate Blanchett, Mark Rylance. Uh, who else? Um, Michael Chiklis. Uh, Ariana, Ariana Grande. Uh, Tyler Perry. Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. Like, the cast is ridiculous. This movie, kind of a satire a little bit, I think, because it's about like uh, like uh, two astronomers, who Jennifer Lawrence and Leo, who are going on this media tour to try to warn everybody of a asteroid that's going to ruin or destroy Earth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a typical Adam McKay style where it's going to be some comedic aspects in this drama. And I can't wait to see how Leah does with Adam McKay, because usually he works, he's, he obviously only works with like great directors, but I believe this is his first film he's doing with uh, Adam McKay at the helm. So I'm really excited to see how he does with that. And I think it could change, like this could be an Oscar contender and something that's more like, cause it's not, not like an action movie like Dune. So maybe this might have a leg up for an Oscar for best picture on that. So I'm going to go with don't Mm -hmm. look up for the first pick for me. Yeah. Recently got that December release date. We said, I think on two pods ago. So that's, that's how, you know, like this is going to be big time. Obviously you have DiCaprio in a movie. It's going to be okay. Like it's it's an Oscar potential. Adam McKay is also like one of those directors. Now who's fully transformed, man, fully transformed. He's gone from anchorman and Ricky Bobby. And now he's doing just, he's working with Leonardo DiCaprio. So uh, you love to see that too. And uh, we talk about versatility. I think versatility is the theme of this episode, kid. Um, your second pick, though. My second pick was number one on my big board. Uh, last time we did this draft, it could be my – it's not my number one this time, but it could have been Spider-Man No Way From Home. I'm going – like, I know some people rather are more looking forward to Doctor Strange because of WandaVision, and Wanda obviously is going to have more uh, of a sense in that movie or a – more time in that movie, but someone that is a Spider-Man guy through and through my favorite Marvel character probably is Spider-Man. And after the way that Spider-Man two uh, far from home ended, I think this movie is setting up to be the best of the trilogy and to mention the cast and the rumors, or let's just say the co- confirmations of Alfred Molina, Doc, Doc Ock coming back, Jamie, Jamie Foxx, Electro coming back. You have the rumors of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming out of this movie. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Like, you're having all the great villains, uh, well, Doc Ock and Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, coming back for this movie to go along with the previous Spider-Man. Someone that loves Spider-Man, man, I love this, and I, I am looking forward to this, and I think this is going to be unbelievable. As someone like yourself has said, this is like the next Captain America of the MCU as this Tom Holland Spider-Man. And I think he's the star. I think he's the biggest star of Marvel going forward right now. And I think this is going to pave the way for the MCU going forward. Uh, for the, I know Black Widow started phase four, but Spider-Man is the star of phase four. I'm really looking forward to this movie. It's his time. He's, he's the next Iron Man, bro. They even, they, that was the line they for said. Iron Man. In, yeah. uh, uh, 
and far from home. But yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. When this trailer dropped, it's going to be the most viewed trailer of all time. I think it's pretty clear, dude, especially if it's like, I could see at the end, it's like panning. It, goes, it pans to like Tobey Maguire's shadow or something or Andrew Garfield's shadow, them together or something. Like they don't even show their faces. But when this trailer drops, it's going to be the most viewed thing of all time. It's a little concerning the trailer hasn't dropped. I think the trailer hasn't dropped because they're unsure of, um, they're unsure about, when this movie's going to release, it's going to push back a lot. Like we have the Delta variant of COVID going around right now. It has to come out in December. I know. It It can't get pushed. Or or, or else you're disqualified from the draft. But like, it's really, it's really um, questionable that they haven't released the trailer yet. I think that's why. It has to, like the MCU has already pushed off phase four a year. They need to release this movie. I would, I would like, man, like I want to see this trailer, but maybe it has so much like intrigue right now. What if they just don't release a trailer? Just well, don't. I, they they they're going to because they want to drive up views and uh, right. pump up but everything. Like, like, can you? Right. Like, it would yes, be so much better matters, for us like, who like are really in tune with the MCU and Spider Man and the rumors that it would just right. be so much better if we could just like, watch it for the first time, like you would in like a game seven of an just NBA. No NHL idea. Fun. Like yeah. just it's just like garnering intrigue. Like they dropped the Batman trailer what last year at DC Fandom literally two years before the movie comes out and due to like delays and pushbacks and everything initially supposed to debut uh in june 20 uh july uh, june 2021 wait wait having that push was back, it but like, i thought well, it was october yeah it was supposed to be so. june okay whatever it doesn't no, matter it was, i thought I, I no i thought it was like june then it got pushed to october and then oh, did it? okay 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 i think yeah it wasn't it wasn't initially october they changed it to like a halloween release i think uh okay yeah so uh what was i saying now all right so i just think like uh it would be awesome if we just had no idea and like the batman as i was saying like that's like two years that you're building up this interest i think the trailer was the best thing that could have happened to that movie even it was because it came so early you know in the announcement the same day it was i i literally i literally just said earlier this episode i watched it three times today it popped on twitter i just watched it three times and on that same day they said oh by the way before you watch this just we've only shot like 25 percent of this movie so this trailer is basically for you guys and it ended up being like the best trailer of all time so um, and and, and then like i think if 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 theaters i don't think they'll ever be at full force again but this could like this could like rival like avenger infinity war end game numbers like if we have all three spider-men back for uh for uh no way home yeah i hope so i am up I am up. You took Don't Look Up and Swim in No Way Home. I'm going to take – I'm going to keep up with the Marvel train. I'll go Eternals. I'll go Eternals. Chloe Zhao coming off a Best Director win at the Academy Award for Nomadland. Great visionary. It seems like we're getting something different with Eternals. Stacked cast. So I think a lot of the commonalities – the, the I mean, all, all four of our movies just have – they boast excellent, like, huge casts. L- literally huge names, but also just, like, a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. Um. And like, like it's a return of the Stark brothers, right? Or Jon Snow and Richard Madden coming back together. I, I'm excited to see Gemma Chan. I, I recently watched Crazy Rich Asians, and I like I like I, I I sometimes watch. I watch that. I would say like like a couple once every couple months. I just I really it's enjoy on that a movie. lot. Um, I love her. 
Yeah, and like I think this is going to be like a breakthrough role for her. I know Kevin Feige has said she's going to be basically the lead in this movie, even though it's such a huge ensemble. Um, and I can't wait to see what the impact is going to have on the MCU. How does Loki kind of play into Eternals? Because like obviously the, the finale for Loki should play into everything going forward for the MCU. It's going to make it hard on those writers, but they'll figure it out. It's their job. They can lean on the comics. But uh, Eternals looks like it's like it looks like it's like a brighter dune. <laughs> it's like a brighter dune. I'm looking at cinematography wise. It's just, it's just more like vibrant dune, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm psyched. It's going to be, it's going to be sick. Kit Harrington back in the limelight. Yeah, dude. Welcome back, Kit. Welcome back. Did you see he was at that UFC event with, um, yeah. Weiss and Benioff. Yeah. I was, Game of Thrones. I was wondering why he would do that. Like, it, it, like, come on now. Like I'm, I'm really intrigued. There's buds, I guess. Are they though? It's such a public event. Was that was that the McGregor fight? I think yeah, I thought it was. Fight. Unless, unless it was something else. I thought it was the McGregor one. McGregor Poirier three. All right. All right. So that's my uh, third pick. Oh, my, uh, my second pick. Excuse me. I'm now going to go on to my third pick. I want to. I got two like franchise movies, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go with the guilty, um, with. Uh, excuse me, Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano. I, I get this movie has been one I've circled. I know it Riley co is also in this movie along with Bill Burr and Ethan Hawke. How are you? Massive cast, massive. And Peter Sarsgaard. This movie is, um, I initially thought it was a series. I think I drafted this like a most uh, anticipated, I think uh, most anticipated Netflix projects. I don't think it's a Netflix project though. No, I, I, I think, I, I think I th- we just no, drafted we talk- this for most anticipated movies, I believe. I thought we talked about it when we did John Hall versus Gosling. Well, I'm going to, well, I'll say uh, maybe I, I, we did talk yeah, about yeah. something with the guilty. I remember having this discussion before, but it's a movie that's not being talked about at all. We haven't gotten a trailer for it. We talked about the cast directed by Antoine Fuqua, right? Talking about training day. All right. And then also written by Nico, uh, Nick Pizzolato, right? If you know that name, think true detective season one. All right. Uh, so he did, all three seasons of true detective uh obviously we look down on season two but i think there's something special like brewing here that no one's really talking about jake gyllenhaal he's on a search for that oscar he, he, he talked about a man who doesn't miss rarely uh interested to see if he'll, he'll kind of go into no way home too for spider-man if he mm-hmm. comes back at all um and then like it's kind of a power duo with ethan hawk and jake gyllenhaal and then you have paul dano paul dano is coming with fury uh, these next two years with uh, the guilty. And then also we have uh, the Batman where he's the lead villain as the Riddler. And I right. think that's maybe my most anticipated movie ever. <laughs> of all time. That's my most anticipated that's ever, ever been. Right. We talked about it enough today for a movie that's not even available to be picked, but I assume you're pumped for the guilty too. Pumped. I, I would say, so I was kind of spotting this for the fifth round, but I would say this would have been when we did this draft uh, before you would have picked it in the right spot because it was before infinite came out the movie with Mark Wahlberg um, and uh, you know, uh, 12 years a slave star, uh, you know, doc, help me out. Uh, what are you talking about? Say 12 years a slave star. Lead? Yeah. Should we tell as you for? Thank you. Um, but yeah, so that movie was just a hot, hot garbage. So I think that, but no one saw it cause on yeah. Paramount plus. So maybe that helped it, but, Obviously, I'm the Jake Jake Gyllenhaal, 
huge fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. And Hainzong like, Fuqua will give something that will be entertaining to watch. And with this cast, it'll be hard to mess on this cast. Like, I definitely, like, I could have waited a long time to get this pick. Like, I, I'm looking at, the, like, there's so many good movies coming out this year. Um, with so, much, so many talented filmmakers and, like, obviously, like, stars. But um, I just wanted Jake Gyllenhaal's next film. Uh, like, I, I think he's really going to bring it in the guilty. And I think... Cannot uh, blame you there. I mean, he he's, he's on that search for the Oscar, man. I think he's on his way. But uh, you're up now with... You're now, you're now up with your third pick. All right. Um, my third pick, I'll go... I'll go um, Soggy Bottom. Soggy Bottom. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. This It's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, uh, directing and writing, and Bradley Cooper starring in it. And set in the 70s, where it's following a high school student who's a successful child star, child actor. Mm -hmm. And Bradley Cooper, obviously, he's been doing some great films the past 10 years. And I think he was robbed. We mentioned earlier, uh, he did a great job in Star Wars Born. I think he should have won Best Actor over Rami Malek in that. That's a separate conversation. I think so, too. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. But I, I really think that he's trying now working with Paul Thomas Anderson. I really think both of them are really trying to get more, uh, really more uh, critically acclaimed uh, with the with Oscars, because last Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson film more was prestige. Kind of, yeah, prestige because obviously they're two of the best in their in their craft, but they don't have those Oscars to back them up. And if you look at Paul Thomas Anderson, he had Phantom Thread with Daniel Day Lewis's last role, which I watched and was shocked about how much I liked it because it's about a guy it, it, making dresses. It's, not, it's right. Like, wait, what are you gonna say? Like the content, like, 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 like that's the type of movie where, like, you would assume, like, yeah, I will never watch this. And right. If I do watch it, I'll turn it off. But then you watch it, and you're like, damn, like Paul Thomas. Like, so there. good. Like, when you when you when you were watching, like Daniel Day Lewis, so dresses. You're like, dang, this this you're working with a great actor and director. If you're actually locked in, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, he's so in dresses, and this is his last role. Like he's given us this as his last role. But then you watch, it's like, holy crap, this movie is actually really, really good. But uh, yeah, so. He hasn't done anything since then, I believe. So, like, I'm really looking forward to this project. And he's done so many other great films in the past. And I think his best is There Will Be Blood. But what movie came out that year that kind of stole the show from him? Obviously, No Country for Old Men. So, yeah, tough. I really think this could be one where in the stacked movie year where we're doing two most anticipated drafts, maybe he could try to climb the ladder and get an Oscar. And same with Bradley Cooper. Right. And I, I like Soggy Bottom. I know it's not the official title. That's one that they're just they're, right. they're kind of keeping under wraps right now. It could be the official title. They might just confirm it. But uh, that's what they're working with. That's the working title, apparently. Um, good. Uh, right. And then Benny Safty. Benny Safty's Right. Be yeah. Yes, yes, yes. If Benny you, for Safdie. those who don't know, Good Time, also director of Good Time with his brother, uh, Josh Safty, And they also directed uh, Uncut Gems. So they recently right. signed a deal with HBO. Yes. And... Uh, I was going to say he was in Pieces of a Woman with Vanessa was Kirby he? earlier this year. Benny Safdie was? Yeah, wow. yeah. He was like a, uh, Vanessa Kir – no, sorry. Yeah, Vanessa Kirby's like sister's husband or something. So he's, really he's, small he's, role. He's pulling a Tarantino a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But, I, um, but he's, he's just having way more screen time. But uh, right. I was going to say you're up with your fourth pick. Yeah, and then just to – I'm not going to – I think this has to be picked. Um, has a Gucci. Uh, yeah. That should, yeah. I honestly should have picked that instead of the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so I'm just going to pick that. And I know we talked about it a lot, so I don't want to harp it, but harp on it. 
but I think that's more than well deserving of getting picked. Yeah, and we did, we talked about the trailer a lot. Like it's gonna, it looks like it's gonna be big fire. Right. All right. Now it's to me for my fourth pick. I I have my non-franchise pick now. I might go back to a franchise right now for No Time to Die. <laughs> I'm gonna go No Time you. to Die. Like uh, yeah. So like that. Is, I'm going back to the franchises, but. I mean, we're talk- we we talked about this movie out in countless times on this podcast. Uh, J- Daniel Craig's final run. You, the status of James Bond is very much up in the air following the acquisition of MGM to uh, Amazon. Amazon, yes, thank you. Eight point five billion. Jesus. Um. So I like I I don't know how this is going to pan out after Daniel Craig, but I know that they are thinking this movie is going to be like a billion dollar movie, and I think it, it like they want it to be, especially Daniel Craig's last run. I know Skyfall hit. A billion i think specter was around 800 900 million dollars so they're looking for this last run you put on the armor in the mix on the armis in the mix you got rami malik as the villain still not sold on rami malik by the way even though with that oscar win um yeah so i'm just gonna go with no time to die with my fourth pick what do you think about it this besides i know you're saying spider-man no way from home uh might break records here of of box office numbers and obviously any Marvel movie that we've mentioned like Eternals here or even like a franchise or future franchise as in with Dune or something like that action movies, but no time to die. Like that has a obvious audience with James Bond and will always get numbers to the box office. And that could be the highest grossing movie if it's, if it comes out at the right time. So, and also Daniel Craig's last run, my favorite bond of all time. I cannot wait for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be special. Um, And with my final pick, I'm torn between two. I think I know which two you're, you're torn between. One is also a franchise type. It's kind of like a franchise. Mm. And the other one is just a very quality film director. Like it all, like, a, like one of the best of his generation. I think you know what two I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to take the other one. So let's compare our list for a sec. I know I said I wasn't going to make this a competition. I think this one's just more of a conversation, mm-hmm. but oh, man. I'm going to go with Shang-Chi. Should I go with, should, <laughs> should I go, should I go with my fate, my gut or should I go with like, okay, like this, like, should I go with like, this is like, I'm most, what I think is to be the better movie or like, just like one I'm looking forward to see more. That's why I'm kind of torn between. Um, I think the way I'm kind of approaching this is like, Hey, you only have like two hours in your day or two and a half hours in your day to see a movie at the theaters. Many today. Saints in Newark. Okay. Many Saints in Newark is going to be my pick. Like, like uh, I'm a big Sopranos guy. You're a big Sopranos guy. Uh, I, I recently started rewatching season one. So now I'm going to try and go through it and get there in time. Uh, I know we're going to watch, we're going to do a review with our cousins. They're huge Sopranos fans. Um, they're they're going to hop on for Many Saints in Newark. We're going to watch it at our cousin's barbecue spot at uh, Hoodoo Brown. If you haven't been there, Ridgefield, Connecticut, best barbecue, not only in the state, in the country, I would say. Very high-quality barbecue. If you that, that That's an ad for you. Um, Free so, ad for once. Yeah, so Many Saints in Newark, just seeing like young Tony played by Michael Gandolfini, and then you have, obviously, Corey Stahl playing Uncle June, uh, then you have John Bernthal playing Tony's dad. Like there's like the, the, the cast is great. The trailer got me more excited. I wasn't sold on this idea of this movie. A lot of times the last time HBO took a show, they made a movie out of it. It was the entourage movie. That was just a heaping pile of garbage, even though I'll watch it anytime it's on. Uh, 
yeah. So I'm gonna go Many Saints in Newark. I like I'm expecting, and they have the later release date for this one. Like, may are we thinking awards potentially? I know we got David Chase back uh, with the pen, so it should be quality. Man, you're thinking awards for Many Saints in Newark? Yeah, I mean, the, wow. I mean, Sopranos is one of the like the most prestigious shows of all time. David Chase is like one of the best like showrunners of all time. Like, for I, obvious I would, reasons, I, but that, I wouldn't say like it's likely to get nominated for okay. anything, but I think it, it's like, I think there's a slight chance many scenes. And after seeing that trailer, yeah, yeah, it, I, like, it, it might be more of like a box office movie. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, especially like, I think I think of last time HBO did a movie. It was not a trash movie. It was so bad. Oh God. And oh. I went up, but then that, that, that was an unnecessary movie. This is a prequel, like talking about Tony's origins, one of the most iconic um, TV characters of all time. So like, I love that. So I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah. I uh I'm also looking forward to this movie. Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. I don't know if you mentioned him too, but he's also in this movie. Um, but yeah, great pick. You're up with your final pick, Flex to round out the draft. Okay. I'm torn between three. I've taken away one. So I'm I'll tell you, I I'm not going to pick Nightmare Alley. And Man, I forgot about that one too. I think I drafted that one at the beginning of the year. You did. You did. I'm trying. I, I don't want to pick one I already picked, but guilty was such a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a Jig G in a movie. Like Paul Dano. Can't blame you. I think I think it's more because of Paul Dano. Oh, Paul Dano. Oh my God. Oh, Love and Mercy as well. Uh, great movie. Okay. Uh back to my pick here. I'll go with an honor of our missing co-host. I'll pick last night in Soho. His favorite nice. uh, director, Edgar Wright. I'll pick him for him. And obviously, who's in this movie? Anya Taylor-Joy coming off a heater and Queen's Gambit. Looking forward to this movie a lot. The trailer came out. Crazy trailer. I don't understand everything going on, but it does look like it's, it's something that I'm very interested in, even though I don't know what's going on in it. So give me that. See, like, it's taken on like different tones. It's almost like a right. promising young woman, like where it's like, you don't know what to think about it. And then like has the horror vibe too. It, like, yeah. def- it definitely, I would just say it's a thriller for sure. It's, it's going to be, it's going right. to be, it's it, gonna does, be nutty. it does seem like a, like a, like a Jordan Peele type thing, but yeah, Edgar Wright agreed. spin on it. Similar tone for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. Um, yeah. I, like that's not the one I was thinking of, but I can't, I, I, there's the other one I was going to say that I was toying with was French dispatch. Yeah. That was, that was the one that I like, I, I, I should have took that instead of the guilty. Well, I, the reason um, why I didn't pick that is because French dispatch, like Wes Anderson, like as great as he is, like some of his movies just like, don't fit my, like what I like, you know, right. like Moonrise like, Kingdom. It's a little too quirky for me. Like, so yeah, like, sometimes he's like, like Grand Budapest Hotel, I think is one of the best movies of the 2010s. But like, then you have like Moonrise Kingdom, which just like that didn't like work for me. That didn't much. do it. Didn't do it for you. And French Dispatch, like we we saw that leaked clip of Chalamet and Francis McDormand together, and we saw like that mini that trailer as well. But it's like you know what? Like I don't know. Like he's not Wes Anderson is not a guarantee for me that I'm gonna like. He's a guarantee that'll be good, like critically. But I don't know for me. And this is my most anticipated movies. So right. that's why I went with Last Night in Soho over that one. And I was thinking like French Dispatch, uh, like. That like I when I think of Wes Anderson movies, I typically have a positive reaction to them, but not always. A lot if you talk to a true like Wes Anderson fan, you ask them their favorite movie, they're likely to say Rushmore. Like Rushmore yeah. is a huge movie with uh Wes Anderson fans. And personally, I just I'm really not a big fan of it. I'm not a big Jason Schwartzman guy. Um I, I you know who Jason Schwartz Schwartzman's uh mother is? 
No. Talia Shire. You know that? That's crazy. God. That is nuts. I, I might have to, you might have to fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, uh, Rushmore is a little creepy. Like, like just the concept of it's a little creepy. Yeah. Um, but the cast is phenomenal. Grand Budapest Hotel is one of my favorite movies of the past ten years for sure. Um, You're right, by the way. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like I just didn't. You don't think of that at all. Um, good. So let me just run through the list one more time, then we'll go through a couple more honorable mentions. Okay. So. Dr. O has Dune, Eternals, The Guilty, No Time to Die, and then The Many Saints of Newark. Ricky Flicks has taken Don't Look Up, Spider-Man No Way Home, Soggy Bottom, House of Gucci, and Last Night in Soho. All right. Those are the 10 films selected. I wish we had Nez on this one because like, I, like there's a, this is such a rich movie back half of the year. Mm-hmm. I know we, we talked about French Dispatch, but what was another one that you had that, we, that didn't get drafted? Um, okay, another one I had well, Top Gun Maverick, yeah, Top Gun Maverick, like it's Top Gun, Tom Cruise. That movie's gonna be unreal in theaters. Yeah. Unreal. I'm gonna make sure I have the best seat in the house, smack Dolby Center in the back. Get it going to Dolby Theater, maybe I might do that. That'd be sick with the planes. I, I usually don't buy tickets like right when they go on sale. I usually like, okay, it's like if the movie comes out Thursday, I'll get it Wednesday night. If it's like an Avenger movie or something, like I'll do that. This one, when it goes on sale, it's in tickets are available like a month ahead. I'll be like, okay, let's go. Top Gun. Buy right. It now. Right. Like, I, like that's going to be so sick. And then I think this is going to be the return to glory for Miles Teller. Return to glory. I hope so. He's also in uh, Escape from Spiderhead with Chris Hemsworth uh, coming out this year as well. Um, so like that might also be like a return for him. That's a oh, Netflix movie though. So that's not, and I don't know who's directing that, which I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but can't be great. I don't know if I trust it. It's just so, yeah. it's such a, it's such a, it's a, it's an it, action movie starring two major stars that is not being discussed whatsoever. So it makes yeah. Real- and you don't see them like in like together ever. I, you, I, yeah. So I, like I saw there's one no chemistry that you know of. I've seen one still, I think of that mm. movie. It was just them on a boat. Yeah. Yo, uh, right, right, right. I know what picture you're talking about now. But the okay. concept concept of that movie is pretty cool, though. Yeah, escaping they, prison. No, well, they 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 have to go through this like a uh, these uh, this trial where they get injected with something, and or if they if they go through this trial, they get a they get a shortened prison sentence, almost like suicide. Oh, okay. So huh, it, that's it, weird. It, 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 it's an interesting concept. So it makes me think like there could like there could be superhuman abilities going on here i'm I like i i honestly have no idea i don't it's probably based on yeah. it sounds like a book <laughs> just yeah it does sound like just a sounds book. like a book right? yeah it sounds like one you find like just like at like barnes and noble when you walk in like oh right. just, like see like coming in theaters that have the sticker on it right <laughs> yes yeah. yes um and it well i had free guy i like i, I You're like, not, okay wow i don't i was never gonna draft it like, okay. but I am like the the fact that they're pushing the release date for this movie so much. I think they're anticipating it's going to be a hit. So it makes so it, many ads for it. I'm a little make, afraid from the amount of ads. Right, and like I love Ryan Reynolds, and he said this is. I think he said like this is the fa- his favorite movie he's ever done. I, I'm pretty mm. sure I, I read a quote there. You said that. I was just like, man, like and he's Deadpool. Done, he's done Deadpool. You know, it was like that was his passion project. But he had a lot of fun making Free Guy, and it looks like a fun movie. Mm. Uh, just popcorn movie. But I was never going to draft it uh what else we have here that's august don't, 13th by the way uh don't out. august 13th yes yeah we got a couple weeks here mm-hmm. uh don't worry darling olivia wilde movie mm-hmm. uh i had on my i way. drafted that before florence Pugh, harry styles right her boyfriend jesus stolen from ted lasso season two watch it in honor for jason sudeikis 
he he just is Ted Lasso now. Just like he's that good. Is. I think he's like that committed to it. Yeah. Um, uh, card counter. We talked about the count card, the card counter today. Oscar Isaac matching up against Willem Dafoe. I love that combo. I'm thinking of like what like Willem Dafoe bounces off any actor so well. So like mm. I think about him in the lighthouse, that one-on-one with him and Pattinson. Now he's going one-on-one, him and Oscar Isaac, obviously bigger ensemble here. It's not just a two-person movie, but definitely looking forward to that one too. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Okay. I'll just do a big list here. Um, I think if there weren't any allegations against Anzo Elgore, then West Side Story would have been, would have been drafted. I think that looks fire. I'm like, it I think looks that's incredible. A polarizing Taylor trailer just because Anzo Elgort's in it, but like, right. dude, it, it looks that, incredible. Movie, that movie just screams cinema in my face. <laughs> yeah. Screams. Spielberg's like, this is cinema. It's like, you see like the, the jets and the sharks, right? We see the shadows of them coming up against one another, almost like a mob. And then you have like the Maria, the Marina, Maria uh, scene at the end of the trailer. Yeah. It looks like but no song. Like they didn't, they didn't tease the song at all so and how they sound. It looks like it's not set in present day. It's, it looks modernized, but like I can't really get a vibe on like when the time period is. It, I, I really don't know. Oh, for me, it looked like it just sixties. Because obviously, you think West Side Story, the original, like it, like on screen uh, on a TV. Obviously, it was made like it was long ago. But I think here, like it's obviously the same time period. It just looks so good, like right. the cinematography and everything. Is just we have it. We have the technology. So. <laughs> uh, technology so star. looking forward to that one another one correct me if i'm wrong but matrix four that's um, coming out this year is it is no it not way i don't know did that get pushed i'm gonna check right now okay well quickly while you're checking i'll just say another one Congrats 2021 to- december 16th wow okay. yeah I, I can't i don't know if i'm excited for that just because it's been forever keanu since. though keanu's been- on a bender a uh, heater yeah, he's on a bender. Yeah. He's on a bender, dude. He's he's wasted, dude. He's, he's like no. he, he can't control himself. He's so good right now. Um, yeah. So like Matrix Four, like I wasn't sold on Matrix Two and Three. Maybe after stepping away, maybe they're gonna come up with something great for the fourth one. And, and, and Keanu, of, like he's just doing so many good movies Yaya, right now. Him and yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why would yeah say yes to this? Like why would he say yes to this? Because he's it's gonna be good. Like, yeah, him Young and Morpheus. Keanu together. All right, sorry. You you your turn. Go 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 uh i'm almost done i candy man uh that, that looks yeah, like yeah. produced by um jordan peele uh nia da costa i believe is directing looks august great. 27th and then uh i had for the last one just that's this will wrap it up for me like the harder they fall the western um starting jonathan majors regina regina king um idris elba like it's, it's a, and then uh caleb caleb mclaughlin from stranger things it looks like that's going to be a really cool, different take on a Western. So uh, I'll, I'm pumped for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely a different take. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, and then I'll just, just do a huge uh, rundown here. Uh, King Richard, that trailer came out. Will Good Smith trailer. going for an Oscar right there. Um, Power of the Dog, we mentioned on the Netflix draft. <laughs> yeah, we- uh, you, you drafted it, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, our pump boy, pump boy. And his wife, Krista Dunst. Uh, then let's see last duel we mentioned earlier with the ridley scott trailer obviously huge uh eyes of tammy faye i wanted to mention because we had the trailer i'm out on that too much makeup i agree but (laughs) i'm just intrigued i wasn't gonna draft it i just wanted to bring it up just so we can i like jessica chastain a lot yeah and chastain fan and i know that that's coming out um september 17th and i don't know if if uh because a lot of movies are coming like cry macho the plenty's movies come out the same day mm-hmm. but uh i don't know if we'll review either one of those but 
We needed um, another guy for this draft. There's too many movies here. There's right. There's a lot. All right. But yeah, right. so that's going to wrap it up for me. Fun draft, Ricky Flex. All right. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening and then rate us five stars, please. And after you rate us five stars, why don't you do us a favor and screenshot it and then tweet it at us at the Drive-In Pod or just post on your Insta, Insta story and then tag us repost your story all right show us love we'll show you love right that does it for this episode of the drive-in podcast until next time we will smell you